So last week was a big week for investors. We had Meta, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, ServiceNow, Chipotle, and many others. The question is from their earnings reports, you know, what did we learn about the companies, specifically the battles within tech, and what ultimately it signals for the broader economy? So let's look into that. Welcome to Inside Scoop with Sean Emery. Every week we are examining something new, bringing you closer to companies, sectors, and themes. This recording should not be construed as a substitute for personalized individual advice from Avery and Company or any guests on the show. This is for educational purposes only and not intended to make an offer or solicitation for any companies or securities mentioned. With that, let's get on with the episode. So let's kick it off with you know, Google and Meta, I think, what do they signal about the consumer? Ultimately, these two platforms are platforms that drive advertisers, advertisers invest in their business, you know, on behalf of businesses that are looking to drive sales. So these are important signals to the confidence of, you know, forward looking revenue you know, assumptions and expectations. Meta saw 23% growth uh, this last quarter and ultimately guided to high teens growth for next quarter. That incorporated some sort of conservatism based on what's happening in the Middle East. So the reality is without that and probably prior to that, numbers probably would have been higher but net-net a strong indication of what the consumer market is ultimately feeling. You saw that in 4.9% GDP, a lot of that coming from the consumer and consumption. You know, there's all different ways we can dissect that point of view, but let's just focus on earnings. You kind of flip it to Google, Google Search and YouTube, both advertising-driven product lines for these business for that business and what you saw was strength on Google search you saw strength again in YouTube growing back in the double digits the the fastest growth for YouTube in in nearly 2 years and you know signals on the earnings call you know indicating that they saw a trough and back to growth on that platform um so net net you take those two from you know a top down this is really if if you're thinking of how you drive revenue you know it's top of funnel there's bottom of funnel as well and that's why I'll skip to you know Amazon and their ad business which is also you know the confidence of advertisers or companies to try to drive revenue and the ad business at Amazon you know, grew in the mid to high 20s. Uh, it continues to grow as a percent share of the overall business. And you could see that type of that type of um, uh, advertising budget more as bottom of the funnel, meaning trying to truly drive conversion of a product purchase. And you could see like Meta and, uh, and Google really top of funnel uh, if you're just comparing the two, meaning where are you trying to drive them in the process uh, to drive either awareness uh, or performance? 
uh, of your product or your business. So I think net-net, you take those three things combined for companies that are so large in digital advertising and the digital ads market is, you know, back to growth and back to, you know, somewhat significant growth, depending on who you're looking at. Now shifting, you know, within those same companies and looking at the tech side, what is the health of tech budgets overall? I think uh, Google and, and, and Microsoft and Amazon's AWS business give, of, give us some perspective there. So what did we, you know, see or view? You take Microsoft Azure, which, you know, you look at their overall cloud business, you know, that's a $30 billion uh, revenue business. Some of that is applications, the applications that they, you know, they manage in the cloud. So it gets kind of booked into cloud revenue. Uh, you have Microsoft Azure, so people using their platform, their computing platform, their infrastructure as a service is kind of a way of, of framing it. That is continuing to drive growth. I mean, that's in the, the, the mid to high 20% growth. Uh, and the management team on the call signaled more growth ahead. You look at Google's GCP, their Google Cloud business. There was a little bit of hesitancy on that, mainly due to going from 28% growth to 22% growth. And then you look at AWS, uh, their growth was 12% growth year over year, which compares to 12% growth last quarter. So you're seeing stabilization and arguably the largest you know, infrastructure platform as a service. And on the earnings call, which was arguably most important, was they mentioned that they're seeing or they saw a bookings, several bookings that were larger than I think the entire quarter that will show up in, in Q4. The importance of that, again, it, it signals and, and likely pushes analyst estimates higher uh, because it, ultimately what they're saying is, you know, the, the growth of last quarter is, is much uh, stronger than the growth of, you know, the prior quarter and therefore growth of the prior two quarters. Um, so we can apply that. And one question though remains, was really around Google Cloud. I think that was the whole debate of, of earnings around uh, cloud spend. And if you think of Google Cloud, you know they've historically been known as uh, machine learning. Ultimately, you know we all know Google is a search uh, company at its core, and ultimately is driven by machine learning and AI, and and you know has you know have been perceived as the leader in AI and machine learning. And I think that still holds true. However, the question is, is open due to the fact that Azure saw incrementally stronger revenue growth during the quarter, despite being much larger than Google Cloud. And a lot of that probably has to do with the demand for using OpenAI and, and you know, obviously Microsoft owns uh, OpenAI essentially. And they're essentially using or selling, you know, generative AI on Azure. So you have companies out there that are already Microsoft customers. They, they're, you know, just as penetrated as anyone out there in the enterprise and companies, you know, can decide to optimize and, and, and use everything from their applications to their, their infrastructure with Microsoft. And now you're seeing training and potentially, you know, LLMs or language uh, models with Microsoft. So the, the, that question is still open. 
the reality is, is Google's coming out, or they have Bard, and Bard depend, uh, essentially has indicated that they're coming out with a new version of their model internally, and that model has been said to be just as good or better than you know GPT-4 from you know OpenAI. We'll see how that pans out, but I think they have enough money, resources, talent to likely achieve and, and you know catch up pretty quickly um, to what OpenAI has done. The question though is, you know, OpenAI has taken the name, you know, it, it's kind of become um, the, the noun of the category and that, that can be a dangerous thing, but it, it doesn't mean that, you know, it's, it's winner take all at all in this case. Um, overall though, if you, if you look at these three players, you know, they're all growing, you know, still fairly healthy, uh, a couple of them accelerating growth and the buyers of this, the, these tools are, are other companies and they're not necessarily tech companies. They're all types of companies, uh, you know, spending annualized, you know, somewhere around 150 to $200 billion a year in cloud spend. And if that's growing, you know, I think you combine that with advertising spend growing, it gives you a signal of the health of all the other companies that are ultimately the revenue of the the big three or four that we're mentioning here. Um, combine, you know, some strength in Amazon's North America and international commerce business. That also suggests some pretty healthy, you know, indications for the consumer. You combine that with the 4.9% GDP I referenced earlier. Now, stepping back, if you look at earnings uh, so far uh, throughout the quarter, there's some interesting takeaways that I think suggests, again, if you're just focusing on the U.S. alone, uh, if you look at S&P 500 earnings so far, the, the S&P is growing earnings at 2.7%, so back to growth. But if you dissect between you know, companies that have the majority of their revenue in the U.S. versus majority of their revenue international, there's a pretty big deviation, 6.8% growth for companies that are majority in the U.S. versus 47 international. You go to the the revenue line, and it's two point one percent for the S and P more broadly, but it's three point six for you know uh, revenue uh, with companies that have revenue with the majority in the U S. So I think that's an interesting distinction. The next question then goes to, you know, twenty twenty four. What does that look like? You know, I think analyst estimates. You know, they're up since over the last six months to today, and the. You know, it's implying a pretty nice growth over 2023, which some have questioned, but we think is totally possible given everything I just talked about in terms of the health of, you know, consumer and, 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 and corporations and their spending habits, I guess, today. The, the growth or the potential of earnings expansion, you know, how does that come to fruition? It's either top line revenue growth on the same expense base and you get operating leverage or you get, you know, same revenue line and, and margins, you know, contract, I mean, and, and, and expenses contract, leaving a, leaving, uh, getting up to operating leverage once again. And we think both are actually possible. We think a lot of companies are still somewhat optimizing their spend. And we saw that over the last year and a half, companies have been preparing for this, you know, inevitable recession that everyone's talked about that's never come about. Um, and that's led to pretty, you know, strong margins despite some stabilization in revenue. And should we get revenue growth by any stretch 
and any sort of continued optimization and spend, we ultimately think that leads to a pretty healthy, you know, earnings power for the year ahead. Um, and you know, there's macro factors to get to, to discuss, but that's not for this conversation. I think net net, you look at last week's earnings reports and reports up to now, there's pretty strong indication from, you know, the highest revenue generating companies in the world, suggesting that, uh, the advertising spend remains resilient, which signals what, co- uh, you know, companies are thinking about potential consumption and conversion. And then lastly, you get consumption spend of technology and what that signals for these companies as well and their willingness to invest in their business for the future. So with that, I'll talk to you next time. 